From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And joining me by phone today from four different locations, four catechetical leaders, including the AMS Director of Faith Formation, Jose Amaya, uh, Jennifer Copel from Fort Gordon, Roger Olias from Travis Air Force Base, and Patty Ramos from Fort Lee. Welcome all. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank and, you, Taylor. Uh, Glad to be here, too. It's wonderful to have all you, of you with us today. And uh, we're uh, talking about a very timely topic right now, that is how to deliver catechesis in a time of pandemic. Catechesis being, of course, religious instruction. And uh, Jose, the uh, Archdiocesan Director of Faith Formation, let's start with you. Uh, Jose, tell us about the uh, Be My Witness Mission 2020 program that you've been uh, deeply immersed in all summer. Thank you, Taylor. Um, The AMS uh, Be My Witnesses Mission 2020 uh, was inspired by uh, inquiries and uh, concerns that priests and catechetical leaders, um, uh, CREs, catechists, were bringing up um, based on the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, uh, religious education programs were being forced to either go virtual or stop completely. Uh, shelter in place, coming back from uh, working in Europe, training catechists uh, back in February, at the end of February, um, uh, I started to shelter in place in the early uh, March, and I began to be fed myself, but then I thought um, the, you know, the catechetical leaders in the field are probably in dire need of being fed or, um, you know, knowing, to know that, that they're not alone. And so um, we had a, um, a, a virtual event through the National Conference for Catechetical Leadership called WITNESS. Um, and so WITNESS, uh, the, you know, the needs in, um, in the field and uh, also the need to be fed into network inspired um, the AMS Be My Witnesses Mission 2020. Uh, which is a, actually a series of webinars. Um, we started back in uh, on June 4th with a call to prayer, calling to pray for catechists, and we prayed the Holy Rosary. And ever since then, we have been meeting twice a week at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and people from all over this global archdiocese have connected, even in, you know, in the middle of uh, the morning at 3 a.m. in Guam or 8 p.m. in Europe, um, and and so and throughout the states, different time zones. So it's been a wonderful experience of connecting with one another. And um, I will let you know our colleagues here to share their experience with uh, the AMS. Be my 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 witnesses. Mission 2020. And very briefly, before we get to Jennifer, Roger, and Patty, uh, Jose, normally you would be traveling all over the world uh, meeting with catechetical leaders, right? That is correct, and that's where I was coming from, from being uh, almost 
three weeks in uh, all over Europe, and things were developing over there. The last time, the last trip that I did was to Vicenza, so I was traveling from Milan to Vicenza, and when uh, cases were spiking up in northern Italy, so I was lucky to get home without being infected, but. Um, uh, here we are, and we're trying to, you know, discern what is the best way forward because um, going into the fall, uh, we don't know what religious education is going to look like if we're going to still be able to meet in person. Um, even the, the, the regular, you know, um, school systems are dealing with this issue. So, um, yes, I would have been traveling uh, quite a bit, um, but now I am sheltering in place here in the Washington, D.C. area. And since June 4th, you have uh, sponsored or hosted uh, uh, two webinars weekly, uh, twice a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm just looking at the uh, titles of some of these webinars, Praying the Holy Rosary for Catechists, Imagining Faith Formation in COVID-19 with New Ardor and Methods, uh, Praying the Holy Rosary in Families, uh, Leadership, uh, Domestic Church and Family Prayer, uh, all timely topics. And uh, so uh, with our catechists, our catechetical leaders on the line, Jennifer, let's start with you. Uh, how has the uh, webinar uh, uh, supported your efforts to uh, teach the faith there at Fort Gordon? Hi, um, it's helped me quite a bit gave me the tools that I needed to navigate this uncertain time and to be able to frequently connect with my catechists and check in with them. Um, even though I was instructed to only do what I was told to do, I recognize the importance to reach out to them and make sure they're all right and to reach out to their families that they had been teaching. Um, and throughout all of this, the emphasis of family catechesis has come to light, especially with the articles that were coming out in the fall of last year about Catholics not recognizing the true presence of Christ. So if we develop this family catechesis in a virtual format, we can reach all of them and hopefully bring them all to the truth where they should be. And uh, Jennifer, you, Roger, and Patty, you're all catechetical leaders, which means that you're in charge of uh, instructing the Catholic faith community at each of your installations, correct? Correct. So so let me ask, and, and uh, Roger, Patty, feel free to join in here, uh, Roger Olius at Travis Air Force Base and Patty Ramos at Fort Lee, uh, how do you carry the uh, messages uh, the instruction that you glean from these webinars uh, to the faithful at your uh, respective installations. Hello, this is uh, Roger calling from Travis, uh, California. I, I'd like to say, first of all, that um, we almost finished our school year last uh, this early this spring. We only had two classes left, and usually the last class is just a celebration uh, for for this this year of catechesis but uh, we didn't we didn't have the chance to experience uh, going back online when, when the shutdown occurred um, we just kept kept everybody informed of the current situation on the base but I, I believe um, 
it's going to be an interesting year, uh, this coming school year. We usually start very early in August, but uh, it may be delayed until September this year. So I'm thankful that Jose has created this webinar for us to meet regularly. It's, it's like the solar cultivating the soil. Uh, he gives us comfort in, in, in the unknown right now. There's a lot of unknowns, but we don't know if we're going to be able to open our, our doors uh, in accordance with the CDC guidelines. Uh, I, I plan to have uh, start with a, a virtual class, uh, creating modules for the parents to uh, do family catechesis at home for the first module. I, think, I believe family catechesis is the way to go. It, it's been something that I've always thought since the parents are the primary teachers of their children and we are here to support them. But it takes a team effort. It takes the whole community to, to uh, share the faith. Patty, how so about... Uh, I'm we're sorry. Gonna, we're going to try the different resources that are available from all these different publishers and, and uh, we're going to try something new this year. Patty, how about you at Fort Lee there in Virginia? Well, I have definitely taken back the information to, <clears throat> excuse me, to my installation um, on all levels, the garrison commander, the garrison chaplain, the director of religious education, our priest, our parents, um, and our catechists, and everyone is um, extremely thankful for the webinars just because we are uncertain how we're going to move forward. And um, I think it brings a sense of um, security that they all know that literally around the globe that we are working together. The, the, the audience or, the, you know, those who are in the religious education programs are, you know, children from pre-K through high school levels. Um, also, that includes, you know, the, uh, their parents because we are placing a lot of emphasis in uh, the formation of the whole family, um, as Patty and Jen have, you know, and, and also uh, Roger have uh, uh, expressed, uh, you know, the emphasis would be on trying to proclaim the good news to not only the children um, in pre-K through a, uh, high school, but also to their parents, and why not to the whole, you know, to the whole community. Um, that is the idea. So it's adult, youth, and children who are involved in faith formation. And I suppose the parents can actually learn something about their faith from their children. Definitely. And that is something that um, we spoke about in our Catholic, uh, in our um, webinar yesterday. Um, we talked about, you know, um, equipping the family at home and one of the tools that we spoke about was the AMS family faith assessment which is one of the tools that the archdiocese developed to support the implementation of uh, the AMS forming disciples for the new evangelization curriculum guide so um, this tool is designed to do that to support mom and dad at home in that call to teach the faith to their children but at the same time, uh, uh, the different publishers that um, uh, the different religious education programs uh, purchase their curriculum from, they have developed um, digital content. Um, for the most part, the, their curriculum is, is available 
in a digital digital format on a digital platform to enable that digital delivery of catechesis in these uh, uncertain times. And Jose Amaya, Director of Faith Formation here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services, how does one access the Family Faith Assessment? It's um, it, 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 uh, Catholic faith community has an account. Uh, usually the priest is the administrator of that account. And uh, he can delegate that responsibility to, uh, particularly to the coordinator of religious education. It's um, it's by being um, registered into the tool. So it's by registration. Each student um, is registered to their grade appropriate level by their catechetical leader or catechist, only with their name and their family non-government email. That's the only, uh, you know, two pieces of information that go there, and um, they can have access 24-7 year-round throughout, you know, the catechetical year, even beyond um, uh, when classes have ended. So the upshot is work with your catechetical leader or your chaplain at uh, at your Catholic community on your installation. Correct. Uh, Jennifer, let's come back to you. You're in Georgia there at Fort Gordon. Uh, down south, we've seen a, a, a surge in uh, uh, COVID-19 cases. Uh, looking ahead, uh, what does the coming school year look like for you as you uh, pursue your ministry as a catechetical leader? How are you going to reach out to the folks if uh, you can't come together? had a meeting with Father Kasuka yesterday about this, or sorry, it wasn't yesterday, it was Wednesday. Um, We had set in mind four courses of action back in June, and with my meeting with him on Wednesday, I emphasized the importance that we start off virtually because I have been listening to parents in the area. They're very uncertain about this hybrid format that the public schools are going into, and but they also don't like the fact that they might have to be home from work to educate their children. So rather than risk the health of the children and the catechists, I propose that we just do straight up virtual until at least January. Like we'll keep reassessing the situation as the year progresses. Um, and uh, Patty, how about you there in Virginia at Fort Lee? What are your uh, thoughts as you look ahead to the coming school year? Pretty much in line with what Jen said, we uh, we are going to begin virtually, and we will keep reassessing the situation to see when we can come back together. But also, um, we're you know we're considering a multi-platform uh, classroom with you know Google Classroom. We'll do some Zoom meetings. Um, videos and some packets that the parents can pick up at the school. I mean, I'm sorry, at the church, and we'll have, you know, our regular curriculum books um, that they can pick up also. And then as we move forward, um, I think our main priority is going to be having our sacramental years uh, be the first ones to to start meeting in person at the chapel when when we're allowed to. And Roger, you're there in California at Travis Air Force Base, and uh, California right now is leading the nation, I believe, in the number of COVID-19 cases. 
how long do you think it's going to be before uh, you're able to get back into a uh, into the same room with the folks uh, that you're teaching? Well, again, we uh, Roger from California here. Yes, uh, we're going to have to follow the rules of the local guidance here of our county, uh, of the Public Health and Safety uh, Department. So if, if, if the conditions uh, get better and they allow, they start phasing in different um, uh, portions of in-person in gatherings again, we're going we're gonna to have a plan for our school to be open. We only meet one, one hour and 15 minutes every Sunday in person. So as long as we can keep the classes safe by, by spreading out, by, by applying the social distancing and, and wearing the masks and whatever guidelines that are required for cleaning, I, I believe we can make it a safe environment. That's um, probably going to be safer than going to, into a grocery store. So we're going to do our best and keep in mind the health and safety of our of our parishioners. Jose, tell me a little more about how the idea came to you to have these webinars over the summer. Sure. Um, it was um, based on, you know, the perceived need, um, knowing that, I, I, you know, being sheltering place, I, I needed to connect with people myself. Um, in fact, as a department of uh, evangelization and catechesis, we, um, once we began to work from home, we decided that we were going to meet one hour each day virtually. So we had kept that faithfully um, throughout this um, sheltering place time. Um, we meet every every day as a team, and um, sometimes we talk about you know life experiences, but oftentimes we talk about projects. So the virtual connection has enabled us to get to know one another better, um, and also to work on projects that we normally wouldn't do when we are in the office. So there is a give and take, of course. You know the that personal. Uh, connection, a personal uh, experience of being together physically cannot be replaced by any virtual means. Um, the preferred option is to be together. To, you know, th th that is what it means to be a community, right? But um, it has given us uh, uh, opportunities to do things that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Um, the uh, be my disciple, be my, my witnesses, sorry, be my witnesses, Mission 2020, it's an opportunity for people who wouldn't be able to connect physically because we would have to buy expensive flights and travel across the oceans, perhaps, across continents. We are able to connect, to network, to share experiences of what is going on in our individual settings, um, share resources. Um, so not only are we, you know, gathering uh, twice a week, but this conversation has uh, continued in what we call the AMS Catechist Talk Facebook group. This, this is a closed group only for military catechists and catechetical leaders. There are priests there, too. Um, and even, you know, even in this uh, webinar series, we have had a number of priests from different locations who have joined us well because this, 
this webinar series is for all those involved in the um, the task of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in catechesis and religious education, faith formation. So it has enabled us to to to, to meet, to connect, and to realize that we are not alone, which is one of the big you know factors nowadays finding ourselves alone in a place. So. It has been very fruitful. We still have a few more scheduled webinars that we have all the way through August the 6th. When you look at the at the list of the schedule, you will see the different topics there. But this is emerging into an opportunity to continue to meet. Patty referred to catechist training. And so normally, you know, we would provide this training, of course, online through Catholic Business University or through um, the University of Dayton's VLCFS. Those are our partners to provide online catechist formation for certification in the archdiocese. But there is also a need to continue to have those um, live experiences and so one of the options will be to do a virtual uh, catechist training. In fact, just as we started, you know, this uh, conversation, I was hitting uh, send. I was sending the plan that we will use of options um, with the communities in Asia. So they're getting that information um, as, as, as we were beginning our conversation. Um, those who are on state side, there will be a plan for them as well, a very similar plan with a, a virtual only or a what we call hybrid or blended option, meaning that people will be taking the course um, through VLCSF, but then we will meet three times virtually. And the third option is all online. So people can sign up for courses through VLCSF or CDU and continue uh, that course process. So um, this is emerging into something that is very dynamic, and we, can, we also plan to do some creative lesson planning, uh, hopefully weekly or as time allows us. And this question goes out to either uh, Jennifer, Roger, or Patty in the short time we have left. Uh, each of you has decided to go beyond the call of duty and uh, take on the burden of teaching the faith uh, to the um, young people in your faith communities. Uh, for anyone who wants to take this question, what is it about your faith that has led you uh, to take on this role? I'm going to have to be completely honest here. Um, I was simply asked to do it. I, it was not something on my radar. I considered myself unworthy because I converted 12 years ago, so I didn't think that my faith was at the level of other people who were going after it too but father asked and i'm like okay i cannot tell you no so i did how about you roger it, it's a calling again I, I i wasn't planning to teach um as a matter of fact after i retired from the military i was working full-time on night shift and uh was able to go to the daily mass in the morning but uh a sister, a nun, approached me at daily mass, and who happened to be the uh, uh, the uh, coordinator for religious education at the time, 
this was uh, um, almost 10 years ago, and asked me to substitute one day because she didn't have enough teachers. And uh, I kind of hesitated, but, you know, whenever a priest or a holy person asks you something, that's God talking to you. <laughs> so I, I took on, you know, coming in to teach one Sunday as a substitute and ended up taking on two classes at the same time because there was a lack of, of teachers, of people willing to teach. And I guess that's what we require. We have to be willing and open uh, to the Spirit to work through us. And and it, it just happens. So since then, I was a volunteer, and eventually um, the position came open, and, and I was asked again to, to take it on by a priest. So I did it again. I... I <laughs> I I accepted. I said yes. Because well, I wasn't fully willing. The, the spirit helped me. I had to pray for. It. I had to pray about it. It sounds time. like it sounds like you've also developed a competency at it. Uh, well, you know, you have to you have to use all the gifts that you're given in our, in your early years. Uh, it's it's workplace. You know, any type of managerial or leadership qualities, and give it back to the community, and. One of the key words that the priest told me was, he said it was for the greater good. And Patty, how about you? How did you become a catechetical leader? Mine was actually um, more about my family's faith journey. Um, Maybe about 10 years ago, one of the members of my immediate family um, had kind of lost their faith. And, um, you know, we just took some time to reflect on what we were doing as a family and realize that, you know, how can I expect, you know, my child to fully immerse in the Catholic Church if we're not leading by example? And so um, that was a a super easy decision for us, uh, me and my husband, to just really take on as many roles in the church as we could, you know, to show our family how we're really supposed to, to live our faith. We've been talking about how to deliver catechesis, religious instruction in the time of pandemic. And the Archdiocese for the Military Services uh, is sponsoring a virtual faith formation webinar series that began on June 4th and continues to this day. Uh, It's uh, an effort to stay in touch and keep uh, uh, catechesis going even at a time when we're not all able to come together. And joining me by phone today has been Jose Amaya, uh, Director of Faith Formation here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services, and Catechetical Leaders Jennifer Copel at Fort Gordon in Georgia, Roger Olias at Travis Air Force Base in California, and Patty Ramos at Fort Lee in Virginia. Thanks to each and every one of you.